Now we want you to share with us our latest and greatest dream. Disneyland. Just go to Action Park, there's no other park like it. Six Flags Great Adventure. It's not a world away. Paramount's Kings Island. We will officially open Universal Studios Florida. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. Now, here is your host. What's going on, Defunkland fans? It's Disney Dan here with Rob Plays and Kevin from Defunkland. It is Rob Plays versus Defunkland 2, the re-arguing. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for the SmackDown? Because WrestleMania is going on right now, and you, brave people, you fine folks, you great theme park fans are here with us instead of the wrestlers. But good news, I'm also wearing spandex like little shorts for this match. You can't see it because the camera's only like, you know, like roughly nipple area up, but spandex shorts are on and I'm there ready. Are, you've I'm already ready crossed the, the line, Dan. Congratulations. <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> we we're, all, were all timing them. Me and Rob were like, we're going to give them 30 seconds. <laughs> so see? let's introduce the contenders. First off, we've got, we all, we all know Kevin, but let's say hello to Rob. How's it going, Rob? Hey, it's going great. Uh, if you haven't heard of me, my name is Rob of Rob Plays, and I'm the person who makes Disney fans angry because I want to change everything all the time. You have some valid arguments for a lot of your things that you want to change. So, uh, And then in the other corner, wearing blue, I guess, because it's his channel. Both your channel colors are blue. One of you's got to pick a different color. Uh, we've got I'm, Kevin. I, from I have a land. special blue. It's like millennial pink. It's defunct line blue. It's it's yeah it's like Disney theme park blue. I'm, I'm hoping to get like a spirit jersey in defunct land blue. I'll do oh, it. Like, Watch out. You, you, is it the, me, like one of the ones that has like the the word defunct land all the way across give the me your address? Yeah, I'll come get you a t-shirt, Rob. That's um, creepy. Yeah, well, Dan, what, what was that? Was that my intro? Blue. That's that's what I get. He he got valid <laughs> arguments. I got. I said here in the blue. other corner. We all okay. know who you are. People are here on the channel. They know who you are. Sure. Okay. Um, what do you want from me? I don't even know, Dan. Um, hi, my name is Kevin Perger, and welcome to this wonderful debate. Thank you so much for joining us, whether it be live, whether it be on YouTube afterwards, or whether you be on the podcast, if I upload this, um, or on whatever um, stone that this is carved on after the apocalypse to ensure that this debate goes down in history as one of the most quintessential arguments of all time because this is a very important topic um we are going to be talking about so many things tonight namely um three we're going to be going on pixar in the parks then we're going to be going on marvel in the parks and we're going to be in star wars in the parks um last time we did me and rob debated we rob you we went over a lot we went over all of the pretty much every theme everything park. yeah I think yeah we, we debated up i thought we had debated everything there was to debate until we were like let's do another debate and you, so what you're saying yeah, is you, th you, you, you thought you were in the clear and then you got a Twitter message that was like, hey, do you want to do a debate? And you're like, oh, this kid again, this man. The, uh, so the essentially, yeah, well, this time we're going to keep it because we, there's a lot more news now. It's yeah. a, we, we know a lot more. Um, we made it through a lot of announcements. The wilderness, we made it through. Didn't know how lost I was until I found a fun clan and Rob plays. Did and subscribe. Was this, did you just lining it up for him? I'm very sorry. I didn't know that this would be. Make sure you subscribe to all of our channels. 
Um, so what I what I would like to do is I I'm going to um, just before we get started, I I do want to do a little bit of a, a shameless plug, I guess, is that there is going to be a new series started and it is going to debut tomorrow on my channel and i'm really excited about it and i haven't announced it yet i've alluded to it but i've yet to really talk about it and i'm really excited to do that and to do that i'm going to bring on if i can get this uh link sent to them quick enough our new host for the new series which is called debunked land and hopefully they will be joining us very shortly and they can uh join us through audio but if they can't they will be um you'll see them tomorrow so essentially this is called debunked land you can think of it as Mythbusters for theme parks we take a look at attraction by attraction or park by park and we are looking for conspiracies rumors um or anything of the like that we can basically debunk or you know confirm happened uh, the first episode tomorrow will be on extraterrestrial alien encounter so these are real deep dives I, it's not hosted by me. It's not edited by me. Um, you could say it's like creatively direct directed by me, um, but it's going to be really exciting. And as I said, it's called Debunked Land. So at 2 p.m. tomorrow on the Defunct Land YouTube channel, definitely join. And if um, Noah, our host, can join this debate at some point, that'd be great. And she can do a quick plug and then we'll kick her do because this to, is... Do you want to sing a little bit until she joins? No, no, no. But seriously... I, guess, uh, I could definitely sing. Look but, at me, I'm already like moving the, uh, slowly in the screen. But just, just, stop. <laughs> I'm in the Rob middle know how to respond. I'm in the middle of an, I'm in the middle of announcing something right now, Dan. The uh so right, essentially um for the new if you're wondering, well, what does that mean for Defunct Land? It means nothing. Uh what it means is one, uh there will be a new there'll be new content every Monday that isn't a podcast. So it'll be a defunct land episode, then a debunked land episode, and a defunct land episode, and so on and so on and so on um until the end of time so and we're doing this forever from now on is that can i announce that is that okay to announce that we're never going to stop the series ever do you think you don't think there's no way i can run out of extinct things right <laughs> Damn. between now and the heat death of the universe <laughs> and then i can do <laughs> defunct land the history of everything <laughs> the sad day that the meteor came um but yeah so and then the, the Defunct Land podcast will move to the Thursday after the Monday episode of Defunct Land. And the podcast are going to be going under some radical changes, more interview focused rather than discussion focused. But I can get into that on the podcast. A lot of you are really here for Rob and the debate. So I'm not going to take up too much of your time. So short story, tomorrow, 2 p.m., watch Debunked Land. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, Dan, moderate this thing. Let's do it. First Noah's, topic. Noah's here. Noah. Hi, Noah. Um, Noah appeared. Noah, do do a quick introduction um, for all of our audience. Can you hear me? First of all, yes. Okay, beautiful. Hey guys, I'm Noah. I've been working on Defunct Land since October ish of last year, and uh, tomorrow we're going to be uh, premiering Debunked Land, the MythBusters ish of theme parks. Um, it's going to be hosted and written by me. Keith Jenkins is editing. It's going to be fantastic. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. I love it theme park mythbusters kind of thing yeah heath jenkins uh who is in the same lineage as jim who wrote who created doug on disney yeah uh, which is my favorite trivia point of all time um yeah so it's you from i want to call you patty mayonnaise kevin that's all i'm gonna refer to you as fantastic that is such a in hindsight, <laughs> that was a very interesting show. The um, 
anyways so yeah so noah thank you um you're welcome to stay and i can't wait noah uh oh, thank you dan no no here's here, here's what you get if you want to stay you can only stay if you agree with everything i say and don't let rob win ooh. uh oof that's i don't know that's so so okay me. fine then i'll make you the moderator on the comment section and you can go crazy down there <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well thank you so much um for coming along noah what's yeah, uh oh my gosh yeah that's awesome so wow uh looks well, you have a fan in the comment section rob will you look at that <laughs> Did you see that? A broken clock is is right twice a day, right? I'm gonna have fans, <laughs> gonna have fans about these ideas. Uh, <laughs> did you see uh, Avery in the comment section? Said, oh yeah. Good luck, Rob. You got this. Sorry, not sorry, Kevin. I uh, agree with Avery. I got that's this. That's great. Well, <laughs> let's uh let's let's just get going on this real quick. Um, defunct land the history of Rob's career. Wow, that is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to do that one after the university. I will say, Rob, um, I do have a lot of respect for you um, for what you did after leaving your job. Will you like to, or before leaving your job, that you tweet about a lot? Can you can you explain to the audience what you did? Um, oh, what with the vending machine? Yes, please tell me. Uh, I wish I had a visual that I could pull up and show you. Uh, but we had a vending machine at my old office, and there was a guy, well, a photo of a guy smiling and eating chips, and he he made my day for weeks and weeks and weeks. Even though I worked there for five years, it took me five years to notice it and then i decided i was going to leave a legacy because i couldn't leave a legacy at epcot because they stopped doing that and so i made myself the smiling chip guy and i got an update from my coworker like two weeks ago that the photo is still up there still in the I'm gonna, machine i'm gonna just slightly talk so that the screen flips to me because you can see it I, i'm oh there it I'm is holding it up. <laughs> That's that me. makes me so happy rob i love that you did that <laughs> I'm just so if anything, if the YouTube thing, you know, fails and goes nowhere, at the very least, I have this legacy. I'm a vending machine, smiling chip guy. <laughs> yes, that was that. I did love that so much. So thank you for that. I do have to give a shout out to Tim Tam 67, um, who uh, donated, which is apparently a thing you can do. I did not know. Um, but the uh, he said he's donating just because he's a fan of the show. So thank you so much. Um, it's called Super Chat, Kev. Oh, cool. Super Chat's a thing. That's awesome. Well, here's what we're going to do. We are going to have Dan try to be as unbiased as he can, so not very. And he is going to uh, moderate this. I really don't this like thing. you, so it's going to work out great for Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so sad because I love Dan so much. Oh, that's um, so sweet. Uh, okay. Well, I'm married, Kevin. So back <laughs> off. Dan, yeah, or, uh, yeah. Oh, Dan. Do we want to which 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 we want to start? Want to go Marvel? It's Pixar. It's on my screen. Oh yeah, it is on your screen. I don't have. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at Rob's beautiful face. We've already established he's the most handsome member of Theme Park Tube. All right, come on. Go Look on, at that jaw, Dan. Look please, at that jawline, Dan. Please, <laughs> please go on. Ladies and gentlemen, topic number one: Pixar in theme parks we're talking total land takeover toy story land pixar pier let's break it down boys who wants to start who wants to talk about why this is a great idea or a terrible idea you start kevin um no pass i do okay. have to i do have to say that uh 20 bmg when we get to we have been asked by 20 bmg to talk about the twilight zone Tower okay. Terror. So even we're though totally we talked about it before, we have to go back when we get to Marvel, which is next. So we're getting to it. But first, you you can start on Pixar because I, you just direct the conversation because we can either go into Florida or California. So I'll, sure. so I'll I let think you, you can decide. do both. And here's the thing. Uh, Pixar deserves to be in both parks that it is ending up in. I think they're 
I think I was hoping we would get a Pixar land in Hollywood Studios and not a Toy Story land, just sort of a general Pixar land. I think Pixar Pier is a pretty good idea. I wish the execution was a little less um, uh, roller coaster tycoony. Like it just sort of has that uh, vibe to it that doesn't feel like they're putting their full effort into it. But I feel like they need to have a place for this because these movies, especially you look at like a Toy Story, and it's always tough to 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 think about like that as a separate Pixar film, right? Because it was made in tandem with Disney. And so in a way, it kind of is as much a Disney movie as anything else. And now, of course, since the acquisition, all of these Pixar movies are kind of Disney movies. But like what Disney needs to start integrating all of these IPs that they have purchased into all of these parks so that they can create this just unified Disney vision. And I think this is a way to do it. I think Toy Story Land look is looking like the better option over Pixar Pier, but I guess mm. we'll see. I don't agree with I guess that. Maybe you think Pixar Pier is the better one? No. And Dan, will you keep an eye on the super chat to make sure that like Heath, thank you. Yep. Heath is editing. I'm watching it. And uh, Matterhorn and Matt. Matterhorn Matt drop us turn on Rob. Yeah, he's dropping he's dropping it on Rob. There's there's a lot of dissent against you, Kevin, in Which, the in the chat. I just gotta say, for your channel, people are here and they're literally throwing money at you to tell you how bad you are. This is great. <laughs> they're literally like, pay that guy a couple dollars and tell him that he should go, you know, go screw himself. The um, I'll give it a couple. So I think dollars. maybe an interesting topic to debate is is a Pixar is it better to give Pixar its own uh, area to build a a, a new park? Or a section of a park, or to revamp uh, an existing area. Which which you think is the better idea, better use of the properties and the and the and the land? Okay. Um. So what, what's the question? Is it should they get their own land, like Pixar land, versus should a single Pixar franchise get its own land? Is that the question? No. Pixar Pier renovated the existing Paradise Pier and took over an existing section of the park versus Toy Story Land thing is, is getting though, its own new land and its own, you know, well, they, they didn't well, necessarily tear anything down. But but, but, the, but the difference is that you can't argue that with California Adventure versus Florida because in Florida, you can always build a new land. But in, in California Adventure and Disneyland, you know, you don't have anywhere to build a new land. There's only There's only been one spot for what? 19 sure. 2018 minus 1955 and it's always been um well, at least in disneyland's sake before they went into the parking lot it's always been um in the north uh, west corner of the map and that's where star wars land is going so yes if we're talking about california you have to you don't have that third gate option um but in an ideal world um i would always want you to expand something new so you're not closing something else down in expense in the expense for it it's kind of odd for california adventure to be like okay Let's close down our Pixar-themed land. Let's open one on the other side of the park, and let's turn the Pixar one into Marvel, and then change this one into Pixar. You know, why didn't they just, you know, I don't know, change the Paradise Pier into Marvel Pier, and then just change a Bugs Land, and you know, renovate all but one ride, and there, there's your Pixar land, right? Well, why couldn't they have just shut down Paradise Pier, flattened it out, and then rebuilt something from scratch? Sure, um, but Midway Mania is already there, and it's already themed toward toward the pier, to the pier, you know. So <laughs> what get rid of it. Uh, and you know, like I, you know, you already have another one that is the same is basically the same. There are actually a lot of differences. I've, I've noticed online. Some people really like the California adventure one better than the Hollywood studios one. 
What if I, I never noticed the difference? I well, don't know either. Well, there's, there's the, the rock is the same, but the theming is the the queue and the building theming is, is significantly yeah. different. Is Potato Head back at the Hollywood Studios one? I believe yeah. so. Is he? Okay. I don't know. The, the, we'll get the chat, I guess, is the real answer. What if they moved, well, what if they moved Midway Mania over to Bugs Land, <laughs> convert that to Pixar Land, and then flatten uh, Pixar Pier or Paradise Pier and make that a Marvel Land? And then you could make a bigger land. Um, hey, Bob Iger, if you're listening, I know you're listening. Just do that instead of what you're doing right now. And you've got all that wasted space with the lake. Yeah, get rid of that. That, that. That's like three attractions worth the land right there. Who needs World of Color? Right. Yeah. Who needs anything? But <laughs> who, who needs any of this? Let's just let's bulldoze everything and just start new. I don't know. Pixar is I'm fine with it because it matches that it's become the Disney brand. Right. So because that like Pixar during the early 2000s, Pixar was the only way Disney could release a movie that wasn't horrible, at least from an, like a mass audience perspective. Um, sorry, Treasure Planet fans and Chicken Little fans. Um, I love Zach Braff, too. But um, the uh, it's just I don't know. Pixar is 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 OK to put in the parks because it, it fits with the whole, you know, it's Disney. Kids expect to see Disney um, in the parks. But, uh, you know, who cares about California Adventure? Well, do whatever you want to it. It's already a it's already like you hit shuffle on a Disney playlist and the first 10 songs are the lands that you create. Right. But then guess, really, the, the question is, when are they going to stop with with California Adventure? They're not feel like California Adventure is going is their Universal Studios, especially in California, because Universal Studios Hollywood has such an interesting draw because they have no space either because you're still in California. But they have such small little rides that, you know, they just have to reconfigure into, OK, we're going to turn. You know, Transformers will go by the wayside soon and it'll be transformed into, you know, something else that's really popular. Um, Terminator 2 in Florida closed down and it's now going, they, all the rumors say it's going to be Star Trek because Star Trek is big right now and Terminator's not as big. You know, Universal has this amazing business plan, which is horrible for, you know, the creativity of the parks, but it's this business plan of what can we put on a billboard by the highway that will make people say, oh, I want to go to Universal Studios now. And that's what Disney's doing with California Adventure. They're like, well, people like Guardians of the Galaxy, let's just throw it up there, throw it on a billboard, come to California Adventure. They're like Pixar, let's throw it up on a billboard. It's whatever, it's all for commercial. They can't do that as much with Disneyland because of the massive revolt they'll have because that was Walt's Park. Um, and, you know, they can add that, like, if, could you imagine if they would have rethemed one of the main sections besides Toontown of Disneyland into Star Wars Land? Yeah, that'd be, uh, yeah, I don't even know if I'd be on board with that, <laughs> but like everything you just said, why wouldn't that equally apply to Florida, like Universal Orlando? And then you have your Hollywood studios, which becomes, which let's be honest from its inception was kind of to be the foil to Universal Studios. Right. So well, why not? Yeah, you were right. But Universal Studios back then, the draw wasn't the draw had a little bit to do with come see the jaws experience on the tram tour but the main draw was come look behind the scenes of the movies and that's what uh mgm was originally it was the right. tram tour but it, but now it's a it's like a high it's it's like a shiny object in front of a cat it's like ooh, look at this terminator no okay fine let's try star trek um it's you know it's whatever 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 the laser point it's like a laser pointer whatever the cat follows it that's what the next thing is um, that the cat gets bored of the laser pointer, try something else. And that's different than what they were originally trying to do. The original 
um, tram tour was just like, okay, well, people love the magic of the movies, but now since I, personally, I think it's just technology in the early late eighties, early nineties, it's the magic of the movies was still like a spectacle, but we're all, we have behind the scenes featurettes. We have iPhones that can do special effects. Now it just seems a little less flashy. And unless you're like seeing stars on the tram tours, it's really not that much to see in my, and that's, that's just, that's me speculating. Sure. Right? But if that applies equally to both parks, which we're both trying to have that original appeal of get a peek behind the movies, then it'd be okay for Hollywood studios to become sort of that grab bag of like, let's just throw whatever the new, the new hot thing is to keep up with the, you know, universal studios. Yeah. But, but, but that's, but the thing is though, that that's not what universal studios really did as, I mean, they do it, but, but it doesn't now. No, it, but in, in Florida, they have a Hogwarts, they have, you know, Harry Potter, which was, which was kind of like, you do, what's that? Yeah, they do. They have in California. Yeah, but that again, that's such a condensed version of what the Florida version is. But the in Florida, they have the brilliance of Hogwarts, this massively themed thing. So instead of you know just doing like, hey, look, it's a screen ride based on Harry Potter, it's now this amazing experience that you can walk through. And Disney's like, uh oh, not only do we have to do something, we also have to make it really good and really well themed. So props to Universal for that because it's going to give us Star Wars and how immersive that's going to be because they're they're. Because now, you know, Harry Potter land or whatever it's called, uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, not only set the stakes of, okay, you have to put some sort of really high brand IEP in here, but you also have to create an immersive themed experience, which, you know, while I'm lesser for the former, the latter is really good for the industry. Yeah. Um, the, but the difference is, the, or the original difference is, you can't do that in California. Be, you can't do it in the in the same way because the idea is let's just get people to go to the parks in California, but in Florida it's let's get people to stay. Right, we need people to stay here so we can expand. The more they have to explore, the better. We have a thousand resorts on property. If we just keep expanding, expanding these parks, they'll be here for days and days longer. So that's you know I don't know. It just it seems like so. But, why why do you think that they made the choice then to? Because they're go it looks like they're going all in with Pixar here in Disney California Adventure. Why not leave Bugs Land, have Cars Land, have Pixar Pier, turn this whole sucker into a Pixar park? Because because that's that's not going to pull. Because they're not going to invest all in the Pixar brand, especially with Pixar's recent failures. If, they, like, if you're looking, they're not going with. If you're looking at the kind of things they're putting in Pixar Pier, and I might be mistaken, but it's like Incredibles. Yep. Sure, it's getting a sequel, but that was a 2003, 2004, five, six. I don't know. It's that's a movie from early 2000s, right? They're not doing the good dinosaur Pixar Pier experience. They're not doing even like Brave or any of the newer ones. You know, Inside Out has been their most recent like successful one. Besides, oh, Coco was successful, but it's the merchandising part of it where we haven't seen, you know, how long that merchandising aspect is going to last. We also don't have the numbers Disney has. So the idea of saying, let's just turn this park into Pixar was a lot more scary now than it was, say, five years ago when we have. Ratatouille, Up, Wally, -E, all of these huge movies, Nemo, Monsters Inc. Like every single thing they put out was a smash hit. Um, and a bug, a bug's life was actually one of their worst hits of, of that era, you know? Um yeah. so, so it's Rob, just like, what do you feel about how do you feel about the franchises they've pulled to put into Pixar appear? Are you happy with the, the ride rethemings and the addition of Inside Out and the Incredibles? Yeah, because you know what? Here, here's the thing. Incredibles is an older film, of course. So yeah, we're getting the sequel. Uh, I think I think they're covering all their bases. Toy Story, Incredibles, Inside Out, 
Uh, they've already got the cars land. Maybe we'll get Coco in Mexico and Epcot. I feel like, um, and then Ratatouille in France is the other rumor, right? Uh, well, that's not even a rumor. That's confirmed. Oh, that's oh right. That is confirmed now. Yeah, so we're getting that. So, yeah, they're covering all their bases. Ratatouille is a really underappreciated Pixar film. Really bumps me out. So I'm glad that Ratatouille is the writing. best Pixar film. I will, and, and I'm not no, saying no, it's not the best. No, cinematically and from a film perspective and from animation, go back and watch that movie. It is a fantastic movie. Like just a fantastic movie. It's not the most flashy. Kids don't love it the most. It doesn't have many of the most memorable moments. But from a film perspective, one of the most perfect animated films of all time. Definitely uh, Pixar's best. Sorry, go on. I mean, all that's left is I feel like the only one that is left out that would be worth putting in the two. The only two would be Wally and Up. Up, I think, is way too sentimental to feel like, oh, look, we're in a fun theme park land. I just don't think it'll play as well. Uh, and maybe a little bit to an extent, Wally. But I'm, I'm sure if they can find maybe when uh, Epcot turns into Epcot, they'll they'll find a spot for Wally where Mission Space is. Uh, but they're covering all their bases, so I, I don't I'm even know if I'd fight you on that anymore. I'm, I'm actually not... kind of astonished that he's not even in Tomorrowland or like 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 you know, a la Push. Have you, know you I mean? seen like... Wally? He was. I mean, there was this. You know, you know that there, there was the Wally walk around. Was there? Yeah, but they were terrified because it was heavy and they didn't want it. They were like the insurance people were afraid it was going to run over someone's foot. This was a it was part of their living character initiative. Oh, OK. But but if you go back and watch Wally, it's not a fun movie. That's it's the like, thing. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it's not a theme park thing. It's, no, exactly. It's not a bad movie, but it's not it's not it's very inconvenient truth. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but uh, also, I mean, it's just it's it's fine. The but here's my issue with Pixar, though, is it's not that it's them being in the parks. Obviously, I'm very pro IP in the parks for the most part. Uh, <laughs> That's why you're here for all of these brands or films that I think are going to go down as classics 10, 20 years down the line. Pixar Pier feels like the far lazier implementation and I that's why I would have been fine if they had announced, hey, we're shutting down Paradise Pier. We're taking everything out and we're going to build a whole new land from scratch from the ground up. And it's going to be your Incredibles ride and your we'll get a Toy Story ride in there and, and inside out. But like build it to last because these films seem like they're made to last. Yeah, I mean, it's clear why Cars Land got such a huge rollout, right? Because it's the biggest merchandising franchise they have because it's literally cars kids love cars you know <laughs> same with toy story kids love yeah, toys you know, they did cars land beautifully it's one of the best and i'm not like, denying that any part I'm, I'm not even arguing that but again the reason they did that is because they had the numbers they knew that okay you know we can make a 10 cars movies it doesn't matter how they do at the box office the merchandising will make it all worth it right we just have to remind people of it and the, as long as every car that a child in America or anywhere else in the world has, has two eyes and they're on the hood, that is, and not Chevron, but on the, you know, on the hood, it's, that's what we want. You know, we want to be the toy car industry. We want to, we, every toy, we want Toy Story. Wow. I don't know what just happened. I think I breathed in and out at the same time. The, the, uh, we want Toy Story to be everyone's toys and it's all from this merchandising perspective. So if we just, let's get off of the California part of this, Dan, if we can, um, let's, sure. let's wrap it up. Just what, d Rob, what do you think of Pixar Pier? Honestly, like, what do you, I loved Paradise Pier the first time I visited it. And I love Pixar films, and yet I'm actually really not super excited about Pixar Pier. I feel like it's 
it is just everybody called like uh the guardians of the galaxy re-theme of tower of terror like just reskinning it this truly to me feels like they're just reskinning a couple of rides and that's what they did with the other ride though <laughs> but i don't i think this shows that the guardians was way more than just a simple reskin at that point like that was that that was far more effort into how they're telling the story using the ride mechanics here here it's just like what are the real key differences between the Incredicoaster and California Screaming besides like the music and there's going to be, there's going to be the Incredibles house. You're going to be able to see inside of it. The queue is probably going to be a ton different. And and it's the fact that it's a, it's a roller coaster, right? And if you, if you watch the defunct land YouTube series, you will learn many times over why it's very hard to tell a story through a roller coaster. Um, for now, for now, unless it's an indoor coaster, right? Yeah. We'll see how that guardians coaster turns out. I have a feeling. Um, well, that's going to be the longest indoor coaster of all time. So I think hey, the mommy's pretty great. Uh, yeah, it's another indoor coaster. But what's the linear story there? You're getting chased, right? Or like you're trying yeah, to escape. It's spooky. Yeah, it's spooky. That's the that's the story. But it's hard to tell a linear story the same way. I mean, I guess you could argue that Guardians doesn't have a that linear of a story like other rides do. Um, but the, the well, point. So I, so we got that? a super chat where someone wants to know. Uh, if if they feel like Coco taking over Grand Fiesta in Epcot would be a worthy induction of of Coco into the parks, or if it should get its own attraction. Okay, I... let's let's uh then let's just say on California Adventure, I agree. Pixar Pier is not ideal, um, but I honestly don't care that much considering I just don't care about California Adventure. So can we go to Florida, please? <laughs> okay, sure. Great. Let's let's take let's take Coco as a kicking off point to talk okay. about Pixar in the in the in the Florida parks. How do you feel, Rob? Do you feel like um, king of IPs? Uh, and Ipcot, yeah. uh, do you feel like uh, Coco should take over Grand Fiesta and give it new life, or do you think it deserves its own attraction? Here's the thing. Everyone talks about Coco replacing Grand Fiesta at the Mexico Pavilion, and I say Coco should replace the Mexico. Like, it should be the whole inside of that building. I want to see Coco themed. Like, they well, could I believe that. I believe that Kevin opened my eyes to this, is that the, the creators went to the Epcot Pavilion and got the idea for Coco from the pavilion itself. Yeah. Perfect. So, that might have been Mark from Yesterworld. Or yeah, I believe Mark, Mark told us, yeah. That, Mark like, you walk in there, and um, it literally is Coco. When you go in there now, yeah. they, don't, they, they didn't have to do anything to it, so it already lives and breathes that to an extent. So... I want to see them go further with it, basically. I guess, like, my, my first thought was, you know, the uh, that sort of land of the dead with all of the... Just that, that amazing sort of view when if you first see it in the film if that could be what you see when you walk into the mexico pavilion and then yeah on top of it redo the grand fiesta uh, uh tour to have it be coco themed that'd be fantastic i don't think it needs like because because here's the thing i like seeing ip and rides but i still want to see a variety and ride types and i still think there's a place in theme parks for like a boat ride and so I don't necessarily okay, want to see like boat rides yeah. are okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to see it replaced with like you know. So do you want the all of the Mexican like the Mexican? Because the World Showcase is about all the countries. So what you're saying is gut all the Mexico and make it fun, playful Pixar Mexico. It's gotta make it's gotta maintain the 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 cultural museum like qualities of that country to go along with the rest of the showcase. Does it though? I mean, see, I, knew he would say I knew he would say that. See, Dan, do you see what I'm doing dealing with? We live in a different world now where the, the well, I, even if from the beginning, it was a struggle for Disney to get the sponsorship that they needed for these pavilions. 
And when they did, they were from companies from these different countries. But now we live in a world where the sponsorship model is on the decline. And so now Disney's footing the bill for all of these attractions. And so naturally, they're going to want to push their bottom line, which means they're going to want to represent their IPs. So like, yeah, that original idea of having a world showcase be sort of like that perpetual world's fair made sense. But today, maybe it's okay to have it be more entertainment based than educational. The fact that you don't think that a Monsanto Hall of Chemistry can exist in today's <laughs> landscape is so offensive to me. Um, well, no. I mean, if, if you look, though, at what they did with Norway, um, and, and a lot of people are talking about it in the comments, in the chat, which so I bring this up, is that they put injected that frozen ride, right. uh, and they have an Elsen on a meet and greet, but yet they still have the heavily, heavily, like, Norway uh, shop with like the hand creams and the and that weird Norwegian artist who's always there signing signing pictures, and then they got the Royal Oscar Hall with the most with the weirdest like meatballs and like tripe menu that you can possibly imagine. Um, you, you've got to maintain. You got to and, and also on top of that, don't you dare get rid of that tequila house in the Mexico Pavilion. Don't you dare, Rob. You could it could just be like the land of the dead tequila house. Okay. Just, hold on. Can I, can, do I get it? Do I hey Dan, are you ever gonna throw it over to me? Sorry, I was arguing on your behalf there. Yeah. So Kevin, what do you think about Coco in the parks? Okay. So here's my here's my thing. Is if we're gonna do IPs in Epcot, fine. I I lost, I guess. Like if the world says we need IPs in Epcot, then Epcot lost. And you can argue, well, Epcot already lost because it was supposed to be the experimental city. No, leave the comments if you're going to say that. <laughs> um, no, the Epcot, the vision that those brilliant Imagineers, including the late Marty Scar, put together has lost. It's been defeated. All right, let's do it. Let's let's my mind switches to if I already lost creatively, let's just go all out on business. That means that we need to make sure that Epcot is one of the most well attended parks because it's one of the biggest. We need to make sure that that thing is well spread out. The issue with putting Coco in grand fiesta tour um where it is right where the three caballeros right now i mean the mexico pavilion is the, where's the queue gonna be because that's gonna have a huge uh, yeah queue. and that queue if you've ever been in that pavilion it's literally a restaurant and if you didn't know that there was a ride in there you would miss it it's you you have to walk by the people eating dinner like you have to like walk through them almost just to get to the queue of that ride it is so short it's only meant to hold about a 20 minute wait you put coco in there right now it's going to go up a ton so you have to redo everything. You have to either build another queue to off to the side, which how hard is that? I can't tell you. Is there enough room? Probably. Um, or do you have to take out that restaurant? Um, and you know who? It and then you change what World Showcase is, which is really like food and across the world and you know experiencing cultures. Uh, which I wish that wouldn't go away, but I almost hate more to see an empty shell of what it should be. I'd rather them just you know bulldoze it and just kind of like. Uh, bury my memories of the good days. Like, just don't let, don't remind me of how awesome this used to be. Just show me what Rob thinks it should be. You know, here's you know, like, an idea though. What like, if they use this as a way to introduce a queueless system, like uh, Universal? Sure. Um, that I'm gonna when we get to Star Wars Land, I'm gonna talk about that queueless system, and I have a great idea that I think I'm gonna get you on my side on liking. Um, but the uh, that's fine. But the queueless system isn't meant for a ride like that. At least at Universal. Because Universal's is a multi-tiered experience, right? It's you wait, and then you go in the first queue, and this is like a walk-around thing. And you can walk around and see all of uh, 30 Rock, right? And so you can see all 30 Rock, and then you ride the ride. But, you know, there's so little space in there. It's literally you would show up to the boat 
like what time is it 9 15 all right you can come in the boat what time is it it's not 9 20 yet you're not allowed in the boat like that's how the, that's how that would work right um so it's just i don't know and, and the ride's too short I, whatever um but what yes if they just wait 10 years until the coco like uh popularity exactly. just dies away and then exactly. put it in there yeah maybe but and, and that's great Fiesta is not a short ride it's a pretty decently it's a decent amount of i just wrote it it didn't seem that long what is it, four, it took, five while you minutes? were on there mark and i ate a whole tray of nachos it took you know you were on there for a while that's how I? disney measures all of their ride uh durations <laughs> how long <laughs> disney how many nachos can you eat <laughs> They, they they just they, they they spy on Dan and they give him an exit survey. How many nachos did you eat? Um, you know the but yeah. So I'm I'm not opposed to Coco replacing the th- three caballeros. I like those animatronics. Should they do it? Give me the uh, three caballeros at the end because those animatronics were originally in the Mickey Mouse review at the Magic Kingdom, and I don't want to see them end up at the floor in Matt and Leota's room at the Haunted Mansion where all the other dead animatronics end up um so should we just drop a new disney ip in each in each country you know i i guess and that's kind of what they're doing honestly and it's great because uh, cultural representation is very important and these stories have not been told and they need to be especially in a mainstream way but with that said it does feel like disney's going on the cultural world tour anyways on movies um that they're making all of all of you know all of the distribution companies are again as they should be but that's what we're doing eventually we're going to have a story for each one of those countries now unfortunately asian representation has been a huge issue because i'm pretty sure what was it matt damon and the great wall was mm. I, did i make that up did i dream no, that? that's a real movie okay see so there we still have a lot of progress to do don't get you me can't, wrong you can't no 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 you can't use that as an example because that movie was produced and made by Chinese production companies and threw an American actor in it to bring in Chinese audiences. It wasn't an American made movie that was made for Ch- it was it was it was made and produced by Chinese companies. So you okay. can't you can't use the Great Wall as an exa- as an example. But but you understand Unfortunately. what I about the Scarlett Johansson anime adaption? You can oh, just right. use all the Transformers exa- movies as examples because they're okay. all so heavily. Each one has a Chinese section, like like parts that takes place in China with Chinese characters. I mean, even the new Independence Day was like really heavily like with a bunch of Chinese actors. But but you know, but, but, but that's for different reasons. The point I'm trying to make is that we still have a lot on film representation. The bottom line is we're going to get to that point where Disney is going to have an IP for every single one, right? We're going to have a, oh, okay, so we got to do a Polynesian-esque, you know, Pacific Islands. Well, what do we have? We have um, we have Moana and we have Lilo and Stitch. Great. Okay, let's uh, let's do flip a coin Moana. You know, it's something like that. Um, and that's fantastic. But we're going to get to the point where we can put an IP in every single world showcase at Epcot. Um, and should we? <sighs> That's a good question um, because it's already a shell of what it should be or what it could be. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer Kevin, is. Kevin, have you been searching at the edge of the water looking for? Never mind. I was going to start saying the water. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it too, think about how World Showcase was originally scaled to have room for so many more countries than it actually does right now. Yes. Okay. That's funny. You mentioned that because before you go on, sorry, the uh, Dan, remember when Yesterworld, Mark and us went to Disney World and he took us up to the wall in the German, was it the Germany Pavilion? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, the abandoned ride. That, where they were, where they started to build a ride and then, you know, ran out of money and you could knock sorry. on the it's not, not even an amount of money they just ran out of, it, it wasn't the interest for it so oh, right just... so you can go up to the wall and like knock on this fake wall and you can tell that it is like plywood it's a very very short short yeah they had the show buildings built and the queue was built 
and then they just walled it up and, and use it as storage now. Yeah. Uh, so you've yeah, got that room. So why not add to it? Why not make new attractions, expand these pavilions wherever possible by adding these rides? So you could keep the restaurants and the shopping and you could sort of keep a little bit of what World Showcase was about and then but add something fun for So you arguing that you would prefer to use the area for new attractions versus new countries to be added into World Showcase? Yeah, yeah, because I think if they're going to add new countries, well, one, there it's not going to be on the sponsorship model anymore. That was a struggle to begin with, so it's not going to happen now. I have no sure. okay, I have no idea how that sponsorship model ever existed. Like how what did anybody really I mean, I guess back when it was literally whatever yeah, that was like a thing like in it was yeah, but, but but in early disneyland it made sense because Di walt disney was like I'm, I'm kind of busy right now can someone else make tomorrowland <laughs> and then you know like monsanto was like okay we'll just put a commercial and american motors was like we'll just put a commercial basically in your park and so i get that but like just having sponsored by kodak like journey to imagination sponsored by kodak did anybody get off that ride and their mind was like you know i was on the fence before but yeah I have no Kodak. Idea. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna do those, it. They would set up deals where it's like Kodak's the film that they'd carry there. So there's a little bit of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kodak's not the best example. That goes into like the nonsensical world of advertising sometimes, where you go, "What are you paying for?" And sometimes they don't even know because you just want to get put out in front of as many eyes as possible. But it's the like idea you're just tossing briefcases towards each other, like, "Here, I'll buy your film stock if you buy if you sponsor my ride." And it's so like, why don't we just pay for it ourselves? But now that that's gone and Disney's going to be backing it, then I, I think it's going to be, I think the only time we'll see them add new countries to the world showcase would be if it's like, they're trying to appeal to a market, like say all these rumors that have been going on for years and years and years about a Brazilian uh, pavilion, right? Something so that it sort of uh, wins the attention of a, a subset of the groups coming to the parks themselves. Otherwise I don't think they're going to be, you know, really motivated to build entire new pavilions. So why not use that space for rides on the current ones? Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, but but Epcot, Epcot isn't the to Epcot is not the hill that I'm going to die on. Okay, because you know, unless unless we're talking about Future World, because I'm so, but like World Showcase, I should say, is not the hill that I'm dying on. Like you can you if you if you're gonna destroy something, destroy that in Animal Kingdom, and you know, just don't go after some of the better themed just make it consistent that's all i ask if you're going to ruin it make it a consistently ruined park Do it. <laughs> like if you're going to put random ip in whatever park if you're going to put random ip in showcase in norway make sure there's a random ip in every other showcase so it's like ooh, it's the cartoon world showcase um and then you could like on the other side here's all of our live action future world stuff and that's fine i mean future world it's the live action movies and the world showcase it's the cartoon movies um yeah it's, it's dumb and i just made it up on the spot but it's kind of what they're doing right so whatever i should so what hill are you gonna die on um we'll get there okay <laughs> um so let's uh let's talk about toy story land and then we can go on okay um what are your thoughts on toy story land rob better i like it better than pixar pier um I think it's going to click a lot better once Toy Story 4 eventually comes out and people are thinking about Toy Story eventually, again. Eventually, don't you mean in a year from now? Well, yeah, June, June. And now, yeah. But it'll be in people's minds again. And then I think that'll it'll just make more sense. It's the sort of thing where I think what they were hoping with Pandora was eventually the sequels of those would come out and then everyone would be like, Pandora, we want to go there. Uh, so I think that'll work. Um, I'm slightly disappointed in like the theming of Toy Story Land. <laughs> Why? Because it's horrible. 
Yeah, it's kind of bare bones. I really, I really uh, don't get the whole slinky dog. I, 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 I can't wait. I, I, Dan, what's going on on your end? Chat on my phone. Okay. While, while watching you guys. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, he's he just sounds like he's like freaking out. Um. But yeah, no, the Toy Story Land. I would have loved to be in that meeting. It was like, okay, well, we got the numbers back on the interest in Star Wars Land, and boy, did we put this in the wrong park. And because you know, there's so many people, and they're gonna go just for that, and no one's gonna go to any other park part of Hollywood Studios. So they're like, what do we do? And they're like, okay, here's what we'll do. We are going to really quickly build Toy Story Land. And it'll hopefully distract everyone just enough so that wait times aren't ridiculous in Star Wars land. And they're like, how fast can you get this out? I'm like, well, how good do you want it to be? And it's like, that's not what I asked. Well, then we can get it out to next summer. You know, it's just. But, uh, well, uh, could you also argue, though, looking at what the park has and is going to have between Star Wars land and then you've got your rock and roller coaster, uh, Tower of Terror. This is just they needed stuff for younger children. And they, they needed to fill that gap because otherwise it was going to become a park mainly for teenagers and adults. It is 100% what Kevin said. Yeah, <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Dan. Thank you. Um, it's, I don't. I mean, think... honestly, it's the, the Star Wars Land is going to be insane. And right. Hollywood Studios does not have what Disneyland has in terms of sucking up crowds in other, in other parts of the park. Hollywood Studios has got nothing. I mean, it's really. And if Star Wars Land had just. Because like the Slinky Coaster doesn't seem like a good enough ride to pull crowds away from Star Wars. It's like. not. But, but it's the quickest, shopping, it, it's the quickest it, thing it, that they could do. That's the it, thing. Is one hundred percent about crowd control. I, that one hundred percent, I would say. I completely agree with Kevin. And and the uh, and the thing is though that you Hollywood Studios doesn't need a place for kids. Like, I mean, Epcot definitely doesn't have any you know quote unquote kid rides that I know of, other than you could say Frozen now. Right. But hollywood studios if you've been there in the past four or five years the entire park is for kids like the point is like okay every 10 minutes we're gonna have your favorite star wars characters walk down the main street and if you go to the right you can meet elsa and if you that also there's all your marvel friends like ready to meet you and it's all of these meet and greets it's like it's that's perfect for kids sure but none of those are rides the only ride they'd have is midway mania and that's perfect for them. You know, they have the Pixar area. And you're also going to have Alien Swirling Saw. So- oh, so, yeah, that's your point. Well, though, right. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. But, you can have right, all the other rides now. Uh, no, but, but, but you don't need that. You, I, you do not need that in a Disney park. I don't think the kids care as much about the rides at that age. If they can't handle the rides that are going to be in uh, Star Wars Land, which they will be able to, from what it sounds like, these rides don't seem like they're going to be crazy, um, then you should be able to, you know... Um, then they're going to be able to handle the rides at these other parks. So basically what I'm saying is it's about crowd control. It's not about um, the kid part. Now I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that when they were talking about the, the, the idea, right. Is that, well, maybe if we, what kind of park are we going to create? Someone might've been like, okay, let's do it in a, like a really kid style way. Let's make them really right. simple. And that will be perfect because it'll even out. So there won't be a rush of kids going to star Wars land, but in the end of the day, it's all about crowd control. Toy Story Land looks terrible. The scale is way off. It looks horrible. It doesn't look like Imagineers made it. Does that mean that it's not going to be amazing when it opens? Who knows? They probably haven't told us everything. Um, they still haven't got everything there. But from it's what it's going to be a giant mechanized slinky dog that walks around in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're going to talk about that. <laughs> so that's all I have on Pixar. I I mean we we're both in agreement on Toy Story Land exists for a purpose, not because it was the best idea, right? 
Yeah, I'd say so. Well, I, I, it, it was just... You're it, like, it, but it's an IP, so it is They a didn't go idea. about it the wrong way, right? Like, the idea of having a Toy Story area isn't a bad idea. They just they should have given it more time. Well, not only is it not a bad idea, it's the this is the third or fourth time they've done it. Ride-wise, you mean? No, park-wise. There's, they've done, there's one in Hong Kong, and there's one in Paris, oh, I see right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, those rides are actually cooler than the ones we're getting. Um, it's unfortunate, but what are you going to do? So, um, let's go on to, let's see if I have it, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, here we go. This is what I'm excited for. Yeah, you love Marvel, don't you? Um, <laughs> what's up, Dan? I can't wait for the giant Hulkbuster mech, mech suit to uh, walk around and greet everybody in Marvel yeah, Land. Okay, well, let's just get that <laughs> out of the way, Rob. I don't know how much time we're going to have in the end, in the end of this. Um, to talk about this, so let's just get that out of the way. What do you think about this mechanized avatar suit that they just created? The the guy walking in the the mech the yes. mech uh, robot. I like the idea of it. I, I wish there was more commitment to the character <laughs> because I had only I've only seen Avatar twice in my life. Once when it came out, and then once on the flight down to Disney when I was going to go to Pandora for the first time. I wanted to watch it and just refresh my memory. And well, that was unnecessary. It really was. But <laughs> the villain was like this most cartoonishly evil like army villain guy. And when this guy showed up, I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't that well, at it's, all. It's like, not supposed to be that. That's but what it should be. because that'd be fun. No, that'd but it's a... but that's not it's not it's not on the right timeline, Rob, because the, 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 we live yeah, Ava narrative. Avatar exists 30 years after the Avatar land exists 30 years after the Avatar movie and all of years. Huh? What's that? I thought it was 100 years. I don't know. Something like that. Let's go with 300 or 3,000. Let's just multiply the two together, and that's probably the answer. It's something stupid like that. And um, and so this is a – they built a mecha suit for the purpose of nature conservation. Yeah. <laughs> the way they explained it is so funny. And it's like, we built this practical giant metal suit to touch plants. I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. Um, But, yeah, it looks it, – they use the fake legs, which – don't look good <laughs> at all. I mean, Ron Schneider's arm when he was puppeteering Figment looks better than those fake legs. And that was in 1983. So I'm, and, waiting, for, I'm waiting for the Ricky Bobby moment where someone stabs his leg. And they put <laughs> knife in there. <laughs> that would have been a good opportunity for them to put like some sort of animatronic leg parts in there so at least it moves a little bit it looks like... it looks better than well not lucky the dinosaur what was the other dinosaur val the velociraptor that was running around animal kingdom for a while oh, yeah yeah that looked horrible um it's just also it looks like it was it's it looks like they could call it like the nerf mecha suit like because it looks like it's made out of like nerf so here's the, swords. Like, the first time they showed a video it was like a sneak peek and i was like oh is the sneak peek like this is the unfinished suit like they didn't finish painting it and stuff nope. like they're gonna finish it yeah <laughs> thing it's they're like nope that's it It, it's so it does it doesn't it look like a nerf product though yeah oh it looked on it looked like it wasn't they didn't finish painting it like i i actually won't argue with you here on on that much i feel like it was very also if you want the illusion to be broken just look at the pretend like the mecha suit's legs are the guy's legs because they are yeah it's really funny because he's just like "Mm, mm, mm, mm." (laughs) just he he like and he's trying to keep that guy has to have like an eight pack just all day trying to make sure his torso isn't going because he's like running i just i just think like i think all of these things that they're adding like you said with toy story they're just sort of throwing it in there very quickly because star wars lands right around the corner i think this is kind of that a little bit again which is why I even I don't care 
rewrite the story however you want. It's it's your land. You're you're a year away from owning the IP, not to mention. So like rewrite it, get an antagonist in there, and then make <laughs> it like evil military guy because he was at least uh, you know cartoonish to the point yeah. of being entertaining. Well, the the movies, who knows? The movies might be set thirty thousand years, and they'll be like, oh, these conserva- these conservationists actually want to destroy the forest real quick dan i got to give a shout out to justin storm who's in the chat and listening he actually uh took he's a cast member he took me around avatar land um when i went for the first time a couple days ago and it was great he's awesome so uh just want to give a shout out to justin Justin. yeah anyways go on dan what you're saying can we get on tomorrow james James cameron yeah james cameron established that the timeline of 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 the pandora land was that it's a peaceful time now and that uh, all the remnants of war have been salvaged to be used for conservation. It's the narrative throughout the park. There's signs all about concert. It's it's a conservation. The it's entire thing is tattooed theme. right above so Joe hey, Rody's Unmentionables. James, what are the next like six movies going to be about if everything's peaceful and grand? Like, you got thirty years. No, no, there. The, the, you got a thirty year period. A, it, the narrative is a, the narrative of Pandora Land is after all four movies, oh, like a hundred years after the movies. Is and so we all know that there's going to be a happy, peaceful ending. And yeah. there's going to be mech suits to touch the glowing ball fruit. So, uh, all right, Marvel in <laughs> Disney theme parks. Can we start in California, then work our way to Florida again? Sure. Yep. So they're tearing down Bugs Land and potentially a cast parking lot in order to make Marvel Land and Disney <laughs> California Adventure. Hope you How cast you members don't this? mind walking. <laughs> well, no, that's not the, that's not the cast parking for. That's like it's like for service cast parking and stuff. It's it's a weird you cast parking. Haters don't like parking. <laughs> I can't understand how anybody would be against this idea. This blows against my mind. Idea. The idea of getting rid of Bugs Land for I am Marvel so Land. angry. I'm going to tell a really short story because I feel like this sums up my thoughts on it perfectly. When I first went to Disneyland in California Adventure the very first time, I was an adult. I had never been there. I had grown up going to Disney World and was taught like how small this place was and i thought oh it's not going to be really immersive i was totally wrong it was a really immersive it was a fantastic experience and what i loved most about the trip was seeing how they use their space so well because they don't have a lot of it and you got these great experiences because they knew all like every square foot was precious and then i got to the bugs land and i was like what happened here then why does this exist this seems like a total miss for what they've been trying to do with all of this space. And so when Guardians happened, and the rumor was that I was going to be the beginning of an avatar, uh, of a, a Marvel land, I thought the natural thing was, yeah, of course they're going to get rid of Bugs Land because what's the value of it right now? And so it you just, don't like Heimlich's, you don't like Heimlich's choo choo train? I mean, they could keep Shut that your in mouth, there Rob. and just Heimlich's work Heimlich into pressure. the Avengers and then you're good. <laughs> Again, why not keep the best ride of a Bugs Land and retheme that area to Pixar? Oh wait, it's because we did a quick reskin of the Tower of Terror, and but now it was such a good one though. That's the but thing. Again, <laughs> Rob, and I'm gonna say this again, and I know you've heard it before from me, but you could give Steven Spielberg a really bad movie idea, and he could still make a good movie out of it. And you can give the Imagineers a really bad IP idea, and they could still make a good ride out of it. It doesn't mean you should give them a bad idea. Why don't you start them with a good idea so they can blow your mind even more? Because you're impressed by that. You could be imagine what they could have done if they gave them free range, right? I mean, here's I'll I'll to this point I'll I'll give you this. It would have been better as a Doctor Strange ride than a Guardians ride, just from a storytelling perspective. It would have worked a lot better. Um, but I'd go as far as to say it after worked better as an Iron Man ride. 
what would he just be like falling and taking off again? Yep. Okay, maybe maybe you could do that. I mean, the, the, I, no, the he could he could he could be like he could be like flying and trying to like like he like it opens and he's trying to close the doors or something and he keeps like having to like grab them or something something dumb like that. Easy, throw it in there. They're probably going to do it in a couple of years anyways. But see, that's the that's the approach that you say they took with Guardians and Guardians turned out great. I, I mean, the story kind of makes sense. They're playing I'm, with gravity there, so the the falling and the dropping. Uh, works for it um and i love how there's that one program where rocket literally points out that that's thematically inconsistent to see disneyland have you heard that one the one where you get up when the doors open and goes is that disneyland this is awesome that's not what he says what does he say there's another one where it opens and rocket says disneyland that's thematically inconsistent (laughs) there's literally a line there's there's eight eight show scenes when the doors open i believe yeah and one of them he literally points out that that had to be that one imagineer that's just like that's just saying there's just that one imagineer that's just like me that's like yeah i guess we have to do this but it doesn't mean i have to be happy about it i feel like that might be imagineer just like me who's like i'm just gonna go ahead and just pour some salt because everybody's angry about this because there's another so there's two imagineers one like you one like me and i'm the one that doesn't refuses to participate and you're the one that's just trying to make fun of me for it I, I I mean I don't know what to say. I loved it. I love the ride. I I'm not actually, denying that it's a good ride. I, I can't wait think to. They should bring it to Florida when they. You I mean, take that back. I think they should totally. I want to see that whole. I want to see them work out a contract with Universal to get some Marvel rights over in Florida, and I want to see them turn that whole corner of the park into Marvel Land. Well, you know, once they get that 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 sweet Fox deal worked out, they're gonna own. They're gonna own the Simpsons. Yeah. And I can only imagine not that gonna those gonna the heavy... they're not gonna own the Simpsons. They're gonna own. Uh, they're gonna own it, but they're gonna use it as a bargaining chip, which isn't how yeah. contracts work. By the way, everyone that keeps saying that, but anyways, sure. Um, it's how contracts work. No, uh, it's so not. Not in this way. <laughs> there is no way that they could be like, yeah, we know you have this contract that's for this many years of Simpsons Land, but what if we just tear it up and it's like I, some weird like Roger Rabbit like Hollywood. No, I'm not world. saying that. But when renegotiations come up. Uh, they could leverage. They have a lot to leverage against Universal with with their big because they 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 put a lot into The Simpsons, a lot. I, I'm sure part. I'm sure behind closed doors, part of those acquisition deals deny Disney the ability to do that because that just expanded your monopoly by that much. If you want to consider that a monopoly, which I don't, but if you that can, I mean, there has to be because the deal is not completed because they have so many of those kind of things to get, how do we deal with licenses? How, who owns these movies? Who owns the distribution to these movies, these properties? And there has to be like, well, we have been distributed. We've been, you know, having this for this many years. You have no idea what that contract looks like. It is not as simple as just coming to the table and being like, Oh, I heard you wanted Simpsons land. Well, guess what? I want Marvel. And it's like some weird poker game. That's not how it is. I think any sort of negotiation is going to be outside of, the parks. I think it's going to, I think it'll involve the parks, but I think it'll be more of a film thing. I think Disney's going to have a lot of IP that they could be willing to part with as something to tempt, like not yeah, something the, as not like leverage more of trying to just like sweeten the pot and convince them to give it. Right. Up. The only thing that they could do really is do something like, let us have Marvel. We'll let you license this other property. For right. Free. Exactly. Hey, hey, we're not planning to do anything with the Aliens franchise. What do you want the Aliens franchise or, you know, Kingsman, something maybe not as yeah, valuable like just, or like something like that. Like I mentioned to Rob, they need to just they need to just like say, OK, they're taking Marvel. You have Marvel. We're going to gut the Marvel land of Islands of Adventure. It's already kind of New York themed and they needed to input 
Fantastic Beasts and build like a Fantastic Beast ride into that into that section of the park to to expand on their Wizarding World. That's my pitch. I think they should. Do <sighs> it's uh yeah no it's it's whatever um but but that's not what we're talking about let's talk about uh yeah so in california we're talking about i mean yes but we're talking about california right now which that's not the issue in california um yeah bugs land leaving honestly and whatever it's it's not a big deal i would it just seems like you know we do we get a step forward take a step back or it just seems like they're it seems like they don't know what they're doing as much as some people think they do some people think that it's like, oh, it's just this master plan. And then when they announce something at D23, they're like, yeah, but they don't realize that a couple months later, the Epcot renovations got pulled way back and everything they announced was actually an inconvenience to them because their Epcot projections weren't what they thought they would be. And it's just because they not as many people didn't come at the right times and people didn't come for the festivals. They thought they were essentially what I'm saying is people think and the people that and not to say that there's anything wrong with this, but people think wholeheartedly that especially disney just knows everything they're doing especially in the parks division isn't true because they yeah. announce all of these things with epcot and everyone's like yeah and they everyone's like that doesn't sound like a good idea like me i'm like that sounds like it's just kind of a rushed thing and people are like no you haven't seen it yet they've thought about this and then it comes out you know a couple months later oh no we didn't really think about this because we are now don't have the budget we originally did um stuff like that it's just they don't know everything and this could be coming from someone that is literally just up high up in executive saying oh what you need more people at epcot well here you go throw this random ip at there and that's how quick that conversation could go and that and that is dictating what is going in these parks that we're all fans of is someone just saying do this and just off on a whim on a hunch they're changing the parks that you grew up with and that that's that is how this operates this is how this could actually be happening and you would have no idea i mean i I partially agree with you i think these conversations can start on a total hunch of oh we need to get we need epcot to be more exciting but i i have a hard time thinking that there aren't there isn't a lot of discussion or meetings that uh consider the long-term effects of everything that they're going to do at that park uh, at at any of the parks yes but every time they have those long-term meetings they immediately get horrified at some sort of exit survey or budget like return like in any any kind of expense return because they have like all right we have this big plan coming for epcot we we just renovated animal kingdom and we're about to renovate studios and and magic kingdom always is going strong and Fantasyland's still doing great stuff there now it's time for epcot we have to redo this and they do all this stuff and they're ready to go and they thought about the long term and then all of a sudden the projections don't get and that same guy in management's like uh-oh what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And it's like the plan that they just created is thrown out the window because they get so scared and reactionary. Sure, and but eventually some plans do end up getting through those those yeah, fears the ones that are on the hunch. The ones that are like, okay, Black Panther's really popular right now. Uh, Wonders of Life, which is thrown in Wonders of Life, which is happening, right? Um, or it's rumored to be happening, I should say. But I don't think in those instances they're just not having the conversations. I just think there are instances where they think about the long term and they go, yeah, okay, this works. Maybe it doesn't fit into like a grand master plan, but I think at the very least they have to look at it and go, yeah, this is going to have legs, you know, 10 or 15 years down the line. So go for it. Or they're saying this is going to you're going to build me a ride system that I can switch out 10 to 15. Or yeah, maybe. And I'm not opposed to that being the thing that they do because I'm. I don't mind the idea of rides becoming more sort of fluid and changing and that's, every decade. No, no. See, and that's, and that's where I will just never agree <laughs> because that 
removes competition from theme parks. This such like I was mentioning earlier, such a healthy competition between Disney and Universal in Florida right now because everyone loves the theming. No one really cares about the rides at Harry Potter World. I mean, yeah, everyone rides them, but that's not what people come out saying. Really, it's just Daniel Radcliffe from a couple of years ago flying around on a giant screen, right? Everyone is saying, I love how well-themed it is. I love the forced perspective of the castle, so on and so forth. It's the theming. It's that experience that they're you know gushing over. Disney responds by creating experiences that people gushing over. You create a ride experience. You create all of these rides. You create all of these lands based upon a plug-and-play model. The only thing that competition is going to do is going to be like, okay, we need to switch out the ride film for Star Tours to Black Panther. But it's not really We got to put that on a billboard by the highway. I I mean, I would even, unless you've got numbers that I've never seen, I would wager that the theming aspect is probably cheaper than the new ride aspect if you're swapping things out because it really isn't as simple as to theme to just like set dress a shop so that it's... Wait, so you think it's easier to... You think it's harder to change Tower of Terror into, or okay, you think it's harder to change Guardians of the Galaxy into the next popular movie franchise no. in 10 years than it no, is to I'm change Avatar is, Land into the next popular movie franchise? No, what I'm saying is if they wanted to, no, it's the other way around. I'm saying yeah, if exactly. they wanted to change the shops and the areas to something new, that would be a lot cheaper and easier than changing your Guardians to the next whatever the next movie franchise is you just said the opposite of what i just said but if you're saying the theming is what people are drawn into like that's the stuff they can do on a lower budget than re-theming an entire ride you say the rides don't matter as much as the area but the area but that's not what i'm saying i love the ride but what i'm saying is the plug and play rides Mm -hmm. if you if you create an area and if you create an experience around an ip that's different because there's only a few of these that exist, right? But you can do them hand in hand. I, I don't think the plug and play ride idea is as simple as like we're just swapping out a you know an MOV file, you know, from one set of screens to the other. It I is. Don't know. I don't I think it might be that simple. Well, I think that what what to, to argue both your points. I think that the plug and play ride model hasn't been done right yet, and they you know Star Wars, Star Tours has become that, but it's not the right place for it because it just feels like it feels cheap and it feels like the same ride over and over again, just with a different picture on the screen. Also, I would like to point out that at Universal, this is literally a thing they do, and it's specifically with the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera turning into Jimmy Neutron, turning into Minion Mayhem. It is so simple to do that. It is Yeah, but, but, but that's, it's, that's essentially the same thing with Star Tours. It needs to be something more creative and inventive, like an Avengers-themed, you know, roller coaster or attraction that over time they could change out show scenes to involve different Avengers, different Marvel. It's not being done. It hasn't been innovated and done right. I mean, the whole minion to Shrek, to Jimmy Neutron, to this, to that, that's just a, that's just a theater with some seats that move. It, they did the same thing with but, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience and Captain EO. I mean, that, yeah. I don't think that's being... That's not that's not the right way. It hasn't been innovated correctly, but I think it is, it, to Rob's point that, yes, put in a ride, maybe not the Guardian theme, but put in like a, a ride that's like Avengers themed and over time adapt what animatronic heroes you have in that ride so that the experience can grow and adapt with the audience and and what they want to see it's like the hall of presidents model where they're dropping in a new highly detailed the current company excluded highly detailed uh animatronic that people want to see right but it's okay well that's a weird example (laughs) that was a very odd i mean that happens once like every eight years um 
what I'm saying, but, but it's but it's but it's similar. It's another plug and play concept. It's. I think there are, are shades of gray, right? I think I don't okay, think well, it is as black and white as you're going to have some rides where you're just simply reskinning it, and you have some rides where you're going to flatten the space and you're going to rebuild the whole new attraction. No, that's no the only together. argument that I'm making is the better thing for theme parks, and I don't even think this is. You, I don't even think you really disagree with this is the better thing is creating immersive experiences rather than plug and play, right? I mean, just on a basic level, you agree with that. But I don't think those are mutually exclusive is what I'm saying. I think that's what, uh, right plug and play can be an immersive experience. And it's just maybe it's me hating screens because I they're painful and they hurt me. Um, I'll say that Pandora, uh, Soarin' Over Pandora does not hurt. It's a very pleasant experience. It's also very mundane. And if you're not really spiritual. Did into... you just call it Soren over Pandora? Yeah, sorry. Who... I'm rubbing off on you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call but, it. But, but you know what I mean? Like that that ride, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is like for a very cheap price. You can redo that into anything you want. Anything. Sure. And, you, me, and for a very cheap price, you can redo Star Tours into anything you want. Anything with those type of screen. And and on that same idea, for a very cheap price, you could probably turn Mr. Toad at Disneyland into anything you want. Um, well, that kind of goes in the direction I was about to throw out there. Like, throw this out as a hypothetical, because I know the chat will go crazy if I, if I pitch it as a serious idea. But imagine <laughs> they say, we're going to get rid of the Pirates of the Caribbean. We're not going to get rid of the show building. We're not going to get rid of the track or the, the ride mechanism. What we're going to do is we're going to clear all of those scenes and we're going to design completely new scenes, new animatronics. It's going to be a completely new concept and idea. I mean, I feel like that's one of those shades of gray. It's going to cost a lot less than if they were building a ride from scratch, just from a common sense perspective. They don't have a whole building and ride mechanism to install. But at the same time, it's giving them that opportunity to build a whole new immersive experience that just uses the same track and system. And I mean, think about, um, you know, Dinosaur and Indiana Jones. You know, I think people can ride both. I've heard so many people who are like surprised when they realize that or, they're the same mechanism and the same track layout. Superstar Limo is, is the perfect example. Stop. Of that. No, it's not. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an okay. Super, it's exactly what he, it's, it's, exactly, it's, it's yeah, okay it because Monsters Inc. is just, oh, that, that ride is, is loved, but it's, it's not as good as it could. The, okay. A, same thing, Rob, a better example would be um, at Universal Transformers is the exact same ride layout minus the two stories than, uh, or plus the two stories than Spider-Man on the other part, in the other park, right? It's the exact same thing. Oh, good. My backup's here. Um, hi, Jack. Hey, buddy. <laughs> um jack uh maybe you could talk uh here in a second uh jump in and help me out um this is jack from park ride history everybody i've been keeping in my back pocket for a debate like this um what i'm trying <laughs> to say is from a business perspective if you wanted to look at the capitalistic side of this rob is that you would rather people be fighting to create the next harry potter than fighting to create the next guardians of the galaxy from an audience perspective you'd rather than be fighting over that it's like you'd rather be have studios fighting over me personally, and this is I'm not putting the words in your mouth. Me personally, right. I would rather studios be fighting over the next big indie movie to make, like the next original concept and and maybe even original blockbuster. You know, what is the next Star Wars? Let's instead of let's figure out the next Star like Star Wars right. sequel. Right. I'd rather than figure out what is the next big experience. What's the next big uh, movie that is going to have the same effect on an audience that a Star Wars did than rather saying let's greenlight another Star Wars sequel. I think 
people want, I think the companies want that from an outcome perspective, right? They want the outcome of a Harry Potter experience over a Guardians because a Guardians isn't a total immersive experience. No, no, no. That's the thing, though. They don't want that. The company doesn't want that. The company, the company want, doesn't want a Harry Potter. No, outcome? no, they they because people do people love Guardians. People have sure. people have sworn to that park. But they when want, I say the outcome, I mean like that becomes their flagship. That people go to Universal to go see Harry Potter, right? I can't imagine as many people go no, no, to California Adventure to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, those are you can't. That draws just, people in, or like, or that, that, that's just that's just that, that's just, just a, another example. That's just a different. That's not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is that you would much rather that the companies would much rather be able to draw people in with a plug and play like Guardians of the Galaxy than they would with a Harry Potter. Right. But they would if, want if that. the audience, if the audience demands, give me a creative, immersive experience to where I walk into a world, then they will have no choice but to build that experience. And sure, they'll be spending money, not like they don't have it. Right. Sure. It's, it's the idea that. But if we let them, if we give up and just say, I love Guardians of the Galaxy, go ahead and turn every ride into a Guardians of the Galaxy type ride. They'll be like, uh, heck yeah, who wants uh, Black Panther's Wild Ride? And, the, you know, it's gonna, everything is going to be like that. It You would but much rather thing, than be though. fighting to create the next Harry Potter than fighting to create the next Guardians of the Galaxy. But I don't think it's as binary as that, right? Are you, are you here, Jack? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, what, what do you, what, what's your side of this? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure about this this whole debate because it really is more of a of an IP type discussion, not so much as the rides. I really feel like the entire rides aspect of all this is such a hindsight decision when it comes to any of that. People don't make rides unless the movie in front of it was very successful. You know, this isn't what is it like 70 years ago back when we're trying to make original rides. It doesn't happen anymore. So I Which mean, is unfortunate, and my because they forget, and it's the same thing with instead of creating the next big thing they're creating the subsection to the next to the thing that's already big yeah it's a and safe bet it's yeah it's a safe bet and i get that but i would much rather the model be like let's give you something new blow your minds now we have this thing that we can milk i'd rather see a crappy space mountain movie than a space mountain ip based ride sure but i think those are two different arguments now you're going down because i, I agree with you i agree that there needs to be a balance and there need disney needs to focus on it really boils down to what is the main motivator, right? Right now, they're in a mode where the movies are the motivators. They There is no ride until there's a movie first. And we lived in a time where you had Pirates and Haunted Mansion and all these things where there was no movie draw like pulling them along. And that I agree with. I think there should be a balance. And it's one of the things I really dislike about Iger as sort of leading the company is it seems to be, you know, he's a TV guy. And now he's a movie guy. And that just seems to be where they're coming from. But like from a, um, a theme park perspective, I don't think it's as binary as you have your plug and play or you have your great immersive experience. I think the common middle ground that we should be looking for is can you create a great immersive experience with plug and play elements? Because part of what the guest is also going to want is new and exciting things. And realistically, can a Disney and a Universal create a Harry Potter land every 10 years? Like, I don't think the answer is yes, but I think we're getting to a point where that's where people's attention spans are. They want something new every 10 years. So I think it's in their interest to find a way to do plug and play elements, but still focus on that immersion so you can give them those lands and then 10, 15 years down the line, change it up into something new. And that only works with so, and the I and I know what you're saying. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say that this is, 
that these things can exist within the same concept. You can have that immersive experience and plug and play, and you can still switch it out and still maintain the original idea of this giant thing you walk into, right? Like mm-hmm. you can still have, but w- that's not able to happen unless it's all. I really can't. It's not Avatar. The only reason they built it is because they thought that there would be a sequel out by the time that the that the park was open, and it's not happening. And now they look kind of silly to have Avatar Land. You can say it's great, whatever. I don't disagree with you. I had a fine time being there. I had a great time, actually. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't look silly to have Avatar Land. It doesn't mean that everybody I had in the queue was trying to remember plot points to the movie. Sure, yeah. It, and, it is not the cultural phenomenon they wished it and, was going And to the be. only reason they expanded Harry Potter Land is because J.K. Rowling has signed on to musical, not musicals, plays and Fantastic Beasts and all of these other things. Star Wars, that's never going to end. We're going to die on the hill of Star Wars like against our will, right? Um, but there's, I can't think of it besides Marvel. Marvel, they, they do this with Marvel. They changed the way that theme parks, Islands of Adventure, fundamentally changed the way that that the theme park industry like looks at the way that they're going to introduce attractions now because of the themed land idea, an IP themed land that was incredibly successful. Now there's not like a a fantasy land where there's 10 different IPs represented in one land that aren't all from, you know, you know what I mean? Like the mix of Peter Pan. You have, and I I understand, but also just for the record, Islands of Adventure was a failure when it opened, but um, sure. But, but but ultimately it changed the way that they, they, started at changing theme parks you and, know like you you saw the product of harry potter land cars land um you know like these themed heavily but, themed but the thing IP is that area. yes cars land is another good example of while that seemed like a good idea there's no plug and play elements there there are no plug and play elements to harry potter besides updating Louis right just tires they changed that uh, to, but it didn't <laughs> <laughs> the, the replacement didn't draw anyone in is what i'm saying no yeah, I got you, you, yeah like I got the only way you can do that is to have a concept like and then we're just circling back to the original idea of theme parks like okay well what about marvel land because we have all these franchises living in the same universe let's create that universe and it's like well what about what even more give me even more flexibility okay what about like a uh a land themed after like fairy tales and then like okay good what about a land themed after like adventure stuff and we can put any adventure movie and they're like wait a minute didn't we already do this and now we're back to where we started and that's where the plug and play versus this is going to lead us. It's going to lead us into that shared space. Jack, are you excited about Marvel rides in the parks? I mean, once again, this is just my stance on everything. As long as you execute it well, whatever. As Kevin said, we've already lost his argument pertaining <laughs> to Epcot. It's done. They've already they've already decided. So just do it. Do it so it's just just do it consistently just like if you're going to bulldoze an art museum make the fireworks show that goes there afterwards really great you know like just make it worth my time if you're going to if you're going to tear down the eiffel tower then make the best roller coaster that i've ever seen that's that's my argument like if you're going to ruin something amazing just at least you know and make make it enjoyable which they're doing and i'm not arguing against considering your previous words on california adventure though you you, I'm sure, assuming I never enjoyed have... that. I never enjoyed California Adventure. So, like Marvel Land and California <laughs> oh, yeah. Adventure is probably was... I'm I'm assuming is like better. Like you're you're more okay with that than yeah. the concept of one in Florida, just because it's California sure. Adventure. Sure, yeah, because it's California Adventure. It's already it was already a bad idea to begin with, and they already ruined it oh, like a thousand times over. It's 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 like whatever. And so yeah, if I'm not that, that's why. Even though I'm only upset with the idea of 
Guardians of the Galaxy because we still have the original Tower of Terror, right? We still have the better one, the one that for uh, now. <laughs> stop. Um, but that's and not actually the, the that Tower of Terror is actually from what I'm hearing from cast members, it's safe for a bit, and so is Rock and Roller Coaster. It's safe for a little bit. Yeah, at least the other stuff is like kind of died down a little bit. They got two new well, they lands. Just, they just they just invested all that money in digitally moving uh, Steve Tyler's middle finger in Rock and Roller Coaster. So yeah, they've yeah. got to keep that around for a while. Okay, <laughs> so I think we've expended our Marvel our Marvel talks, and we're just going to be repeating information. There's a thousand new new stories, Black Panther, maybe in Wonders of Life, all of that stuff that makes no sense. And you know, like we 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 agree that everything is terrible, and if it's terrible, at least make it fun, right, Rob? No, I'm excited. Okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> um star wars um so star wars land we've already debated um i do want to talk about i realized here's how you're gonna sell me on disneyland here's how that they could actually sell me and here's my big pitch so disney i know you're listening i know you listen to hour and a half into my debates i know you're here don't act like you're not here's what you could do to sell me on star wars and disneyland okay ready for this rob I'm listening. And I want you to really hear me out. Biggest thing with Star Wars Land is it's not going to be fun because it's you're going to be swimming through people. That is absolutely true. I do not. I, I, it's going to be amazing. And the thing is, it's supposed to be like a kind of a one of the more impoverished, like it's a new planet, right? But it's like an impoverished planet with all of these handmade, handcrafted items. And it's going to be really cool. And it's going to be like, a, but it's going to be so crowded that you can't enjoy the little things like that. It's going to be a long time until you can, if ever. Unless you do this, uh, remove star tours, take the, take star tours and move it to the entrance of star Wars land. You have three entrances as I think there's three or four that are going to go into star Wars land and Disneyland. Now, I think I know where you're going with this. You, and create, you create three attractions that are very short versions of star tours that literally take you from where you are into Disneyland they rise you up, go into hyperspace, and you go to Batu. And while you're on that Star Tours, it's a conveyor belt that moves you from Disneyland into the Star Wars experience, and then it lands you, and you come out in the hangar, and you're now walking into Batu. I love it. That's awesome, right? And that would help so much with crowd control because you could do the same Jimmy Fallon ride esque. What time? What time is my Star Tours flight into? What time does Star Tours take me into Star Wars Land? And that would get rid of every single complaint I've ever had about Star Wars Land. If you can hide the whole thing so I can't see it from any other part of the park besides the Star Tours entrance with giant walls, it's a giant hangar, perfect. So it's almost like turning the land into one multi-part attraction experience. It's And, you know, I've heard a lot of talk about, well, should Star Wars Land just be a third gate? And honestly, I think it should. I think you should add a couple more attractions. Don't make it as, ex- I don't know if you, well, even if you make it really cheap, but you got to cap that entry somehow, right. you know? You have to make it an add-on to Disney, Disneyland. And I don't want to push people out of the parks. I, I hate, you know, price gouging and everything like that. But you have to in this scenario, right? Or at the very least, I, yeah. I mean, the crowds aren't going to go away. The crowds are just going to be the, well, I guess if you do a queueless system. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that idea because I think that is kind of the direction. And this kind of goes off onto my more crazy predictions. But like, I think that kind of leans into the direction I think theme parks as a whole are going to go into, which is less uh, sort of these piecemeal attraction experiences is more like extended, you know, immersive just getaways. 
and that would yeah. be a way to do it. And I think we'll, I, I don't think we'll see it in California though. I think you'll do it in Florida where you've got the hotel. Yeah. So the, so 20 BMG just asked the question, do you think the star Wars hotel is a good idea? I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I, every people ask me like, when are we going to see a fifth gate or what's the fifth gate going to be about? And I say, if this hotel is half of what it promises to be, mm-hmm. there won't be gates anymore. There'll be these hotels and that'll these be getaway awesome. experiences. That'll be fantastic. It'll yeah. be, it'll be like Westward. I, Westward. Yeah, exactly. And oh. that's something easy you can change out. So I guess there's your common like plug and play idea. The only issue with Star Wars Hotel that I have right now is either you're going to do one of two things. One, you're going to have windows, which you're going to be able to see that you're not in the planetary Star Wars that you should be. Or you're not going to have windows, which is going to be even scarier because I think that'd make me claustrophobic. That's, that's the what one. they're doing. They're doing no they're windows. They're dressing all the windows. All the Isn't windows that... will be dress screens. Oh, that's going to be so – I don't know. if that Wouldn't that make people claustrophobic? Well, it's supposed to look like you're looking out into space. So it's not just like a static. There'll be screens. And so you'll see yeah, but ships it flying it by and planets. And stuff. Does any... A lot. So Well, I know they do. They do it on the cruise ships with the magic portholes, which are the ones which are in the inside right. of the ships. But I don't know how much that helps with claustrophobia. Anyways. It might uh, not. but I that's <laughs> Probably not. But I don't have claustrophobia. So I'm going to go enjoy it. Well, that's sort of that. that's where why I say like if they deliver half as much as they say because it's going to require them to commit if their idea is we're going to do an immersive getaway well part of being immersive is it's not going to be like you have to pick an audience and you have to target it and if the audience here is we want people who want to live in space for a weekend then that's what you got to target and you got to go for it you can't just have like well you're living in space but not really because you look out the window and there's orlando because that's going to kill the the that's thematically inconsistent yeah, thematically inconsistent. Uh, but well, I think gotta, they've got to do the. They've got to do the intro. They got to do an intro when you go into that hotel, a la like they did at Disney Quest, where you'd get onto the elevator and the genie would come in and the do his magic. Later. Yeah, I mean, like you've got to really commit to getting people into that, and you're also kind of like locking them down to that experience. And so, that, be, well, Dan, Dan, that hotel is going to cost so much money that you're going to yeah. have a personal tour guide for your family. That is going to it's going to be that much money. You're It's going to be you and three other families and it's going to be one guy or a, or a girl um, and they're going to have the entire weekend with you or however long your stay is. It's going to cost like a thousand dollars a night. And I'm just spitballing here. This is what they're going to have to do is they're going to really commit. It's going to be so much money, which is good because I can't spend that money and it's really <laughs> going to distract the rich people so I can go, you know, ride all the rides at the other parks. So. I mean, I might look into how much I could get for my organs if that's what it takes. (laughs) But like, I I, I do think that touches upon a point, which is for these ideas to work, they need to be limited in some scope. And like you, I agree that the answer shouldn't just be like, well, make it so expensive that nobody can enjoy it. But like, (laughs) you need to find a way to where it's like they're naturally incentivized to hold off or take their time. Or I I think the hotel is a great idea because I think. I don't know if it's rumor or they had stated already, but the idea is it's not like, well, I'm going to book five days at the Star Wars hotel. It's like these are fixed experiences that you mm-hmm. book, and so they're going to be limited slots, and if you don't get it, you have to get another one. And it's sort of like the escape room idea or the void VR where, yeah, you know, it's... You're right it's, from that perspective. It's like a yeah. three-day experience. Yeah. Right. locked into so it. Void what there's Dis- a narrative. Void what Disney bought. Is that the Disney... Yeah, it's the VR thing. Okay, that is interesting because I heard on the new cruise ships, and I think it was from the Jim Hill podcast, Disney Dish, which is a good one, um, that they are thinking about create like they they've asked for a certain amount, and I'm and I'm of course speculating um, that they've asked for a certain amount of space on the new ships for a VR playground 
which sounds really cool until you realize that you're on a ship. Yeah, that might be tough. Yeah. VR alone is tough for some VR people. alone is tough. <laughs> Imagine being on a ship. See, now so. if we were on a spaceship, I after doing <laughs> the void, I was saying they need to make an addition to that hotel where you do a VR adventure that's Star Wars. Have you done the, is that the one at Disney yeah. uh, Springs? Springs, yeah. It's great. It's cool. It's like it is at the very beginning of what I think could be an exciting industry. It's not perfect by any stretch. It's got a lot of technical flaws, but like walking out of that, I was like, they need to build one of these directly attached to the Star did, Wars did hotel you, and was make it, it part of the experience. Did you did you really feel like you were there? Uh, more so than I've ever done with VR. Like I, I play with VR at home. Uh, they work in other uh, external elements. So, you know, there's lava nearby. The room is hot and there's a part of the area that's supposed to be soft and it feels soft. So they work tactile experiences into it. That really helps you. Um, and then just the idea that you can walk around freely is just major for VR. Um, so like there's a future there. Like that's a like for Disney to get into that is brilliant because that is absolutely something we're going to see more of. I don't know about in the theme parks, but in general, yeah, that'd be too hard. I mean, I'm fine because that's the third Disney quest is coming back. It's coming <laughs> back, baby. Um, let's go back to Chicago. Um, Definitely want to put it on a boat. That sounds like the worst idea. Oh, yes. The, uh... <laughs> I'm on a boat. Uh, <laughs> I'm on a Jack, boat I'm, and I'm throwing Jack, up. Have and... you done the VR void? No, I've not done it, but I've I've only heard good things about it. And I mean, VR is is that's the future, undoubtedly. That's, that's what we're going to be seeing more of. And like, yes, I don't think it's going to be in the parks as much as stuff like that. Disney Springs, more lax environment. I think the hotels, especially the uh, theme Star Wars hotels, perfect use of it. Something a little bit more casual, something you could focus a little bit more on it. <laughs> and some my room, I wanted to just bring bring me the VR. What I'm what I'm looking forward to is that they'll give you a helmet, like when you get on pirates, and you get to choose which pirate ride you want to actually experience. Dan, if you bring this up, the... <laughs> here's what. Okay, well, that's enough for Star Wars. Um, for the last for the last ten to fifteen minutes or so, anyone in the comments, if you have any questions, um, wow, that was a good one. Twenty BMG. We just went on the Star Wars for about ten minutes. So, um. Let's uh who has any does anybody in the comments have any questions that you would li like us to debate? Um I'll give you some of Rob's trigger war words. Um let's see. <laughs> um screens. Um Ipcot. <laughs> um what else? <laughs> you know what I'm really excited to be here as uh Jack uh returns to YouTube to make more content. This is like it, the first just... content. Overall very excited, yes. Actually, <laughs> I not a joke little... time. New video coming soon. It's gonna be great what can be done oh, man here's some interesting ones we got a lot um wait do you I actually mean, have a new video yes not yet not yet not yet that's why i feel comfortable coming here i wouldn't i wouldn't show my face coming here if i didn't have something to offer very oh soon. yeah 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 um what do you think of nintendo land at universal i forgot who asked that but thank you for asking that rob that seems cool i grew up with nintendo i love the idea of video games becoming part of the theme parks um, especially because it might light a fire under Disney, who is like for some reason perpetually afraid of video games. They just they they're sitting they're scarred, on a, they're scarred for a lot of reasons I, to be yeah, there <laughs> for really silly reasons because that's just the like, industry. Like it's like failing games flop. It's 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 not it's not any different from movies. You know they're not backing out of film just because you know Wrinkle in Time didn't do so hot, right? Mm -hmm. They're just gonna bag out of Wrinkle in Time films. So I hope if well, we're going to back out of bad films, we're not going to do it anymore. We're just right. going to make good ones now. So I don't know. I hope it, I hope it puts some uh, emphasis on video games so that Disney's forced 
to recognize that that industry exists and that they have so many IPs that they could be using in that industry, not just selling to EA or whoever is willing to, you know, bid the lowest. I will say that uh, the uh, Wrinkle in Time, but and I agree, Nintendo Land I, is a is a great idea. Um, that's going to be a huge pull, and there's a lot of things you can do with that. And that is another example of an I concept. Like that's not just a immersive experience it's also something you can plug and play as nintendo grows and differs and you can throw whatever you want in there whatever um but i will say that uh wrinkle in time like disney making movies based off books um such as that i didn't realize that roger rabbit was originally a book did you know this really yeah it was called uh who uh who censored robert roger rabbit and roger rabbit dies within the first couple chapters it's about someone killing roger rabbit because he knows something so are we gonna get a gritty netflix reboot um, I hope so. Um, but I think the guy sued Disney. It was funny because oh. the guy sues Disney for not giving him enough money. And during the lawsuit, Disney's like, he actually owes us like a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and then the, then the court was like, no, you pay him money. And they're like, fine. <laughs> which is, which I love Disney for so many, like just little things like that. Cause it's such a huge company, but they get themselves involved in so little contract disputes like that, that the, like the Tigger court case. Um, would you, you said got, something though. I really wanted to just jump back to really quickly. Okay, we, we got uh, a couple. We got a couple uh, questions. Uh, let's move on. I'll talk to no, you. No, no, no. Talk no. What? What is it? What is it? I was just going to say, Nintendo seems to be like this perfect middle ground between what you and I are debating over, where you have these timeless uh, properties like Zelda, like Mario, where you can have an immersive world that's designed from the ground up. Yet because they create new games every four or five years, you can iterate on it rather than completely plug and play it. And, find but, a middle ground and the thing is that that's the that's the that was what disney was that's what disney was because you have all these properties that live within the same brand but disney as a brand is actually really weak right now because they have all of these different tones different colored different nintendo land works because while nintendo is different in all these ways you can you still when when someone says nintendo you know what that looks like sure. when someone says disney now that can mean something different for every single person you ask back in 1955 it was very clear what Disney was. But because of all the acquisitions within the last 10 years, Disney now means a thousand things to a thousand different people. And that is what's going to destroy the Disney parks as we know them. In you, my opinion, in your opinion, it's where they're going. But we do have to ask this question. Yeah. So I'm sorry you can't respond to that. Um, would you guys like to see a Disney Haunted Hotel by Melancholy? That's funny. Of course. I want a Disney Haunted Mansion Hotel. I want a Disney Haunted Mansion Restaurant. I want more Disney Haunted Mansion everything. Well, they- well, yes, Dan, um, but I was asking Rob, actually. I want a Disney Haunted Mansion <laughs> ride next to the Haunted Mansion that's based on the Eddie Murphy movie, The Haunted Mansion. Okay, well, we're clearly not taking this question seriously. Um, back, I love the Haunted Mansion. More Haunted Mansion. W- which one was it? Back when, It was the Haunted House. It was the Tower of Terror in California Adventure that Eisner wanted to turn into a hotel, right? <laughs> wanted to be one of them yeah yeah one of them he's like let's do let's maybe do that and then they're like do you know what that means like we try to do this with make-a-wish kids and it's like all this you know it's not that easy imagine doing this with all these because because you know in the castle at disney world there's a very special like for um make-a-wish kids and also other charities can you know have families stay there and could you imagine having all these people stay that close to attractions that close to hotels it's beyond that, just, I don't know, maybe for me, because I'm not, like, a big horror guy, but, like, I like the theming of the Tower of Terror. I don't know if I want to spend the night yeah, in that I theme. Don't like, I'm okay Dan, with leaving Dan, it. Dan would, because Dan would flirt with all of the all the ghost hosts. I would, most definitely. <laughs> Dan, whenever, whenever I went to Disney with Dan, it was so funny. He flirted with everyone. 
Um, Dude, like in a, it, you make them happy and they will make things happen for you. I know they did. They did too. Like we got on Peter Pan like an hour before our fast pass. Cause Dan was just, you know, talking, 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 talking to the cast member, um, in a very innocent way. It's a very, jo- it's like jolliness. It's like you're spreading jolliness rather than flirting. Oh my, we're going back to the jolly talk. <laughs> Debate about COP, shut it down or not. It's carousel progress. Um, no, I, replace it. Replace all the scenes, oh, no. new scenes. Um, you if you only replace Carousel Progress if you're going to do. Here's my idea, and I've thought about this a lot. Um, if you want to replace Carousel Progress, take all of those scenes as is and transport them to the Walt Disney Family Museum, or take them to some other. Take them to a Disney museum. Yeah. Don't don't scrap them. Don't spread them among collectors. If you're going to shut down these classic rides, recreate them in like a actual defunct land that exists in some sort of museum setting because people will go to watch That's the that one attraction. I would agree with preserving in some form. <laughs> you I literally thought, so wait, wait, wait. Before no, no, this, you preserving, disagree with preserving it. after the fact. Like I, I'm this still. This is seeing, what I do. So you disagree with all the scenes. Oh, but okay. like then take those scenes and put them in a museum somewhere. Wait, so like, what you're saying is you disagree with the entire concept of my channel except for this. <laughs> I say, I say, no ride is sacred. Every ride could be changed or upgraded. This is the one where, if you're going to change it, save what's left over because there's some historical value to it. Uh, I w- I always thought Disney Quest, rather than the NBA experience, be- should have been turned into like a giant Disney museum that was like more park focused, but also Walt focused, and you know, yeah, an East I know. Coast family I, museum. I have to say that during D23, when they bring out their exhibits, um, this past year was a Pirates exhibit, which was absolutely incredible. And it featured a ton of props from rides. Um, uh, And uh, it was it was absolutely incredible. And two years prior to that, uh, they had a ton of really cool stuff, including like the original Dragon Phantasmic Head, um, a couple of really great animatronics. Those exhibits were beautiful. And I really wish Disney would like do more with that kind of stuff because their archives are massive and uh and we should see more of it i agree yeah no the, the we should see more of it there's a there's a especially now i, I think they're going to do it more because they realize that this community exists in a lot bigger way than they thought it did uh which is great so shout out to everybody um there was another question do a quick one should the tower terror disney land be turned into and no in hollywood studios turn into one at tds into the one at Tokyo Disney Sea. I oh, I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, I don't know much of the difference. Rob just made a video about that. I, yeah, I did a whole op-ed video about how I think for as great of a ride as the Tower of Terror is, I think it's a bad Twilight Zone ride. I don't think it represents the core of the show that well. So if you took that out and used the Tokyo version, I think that'd be cool. And um, yeah, uh, I, I I agree. Um. I, I would rather that stay the original, but you know, any if you can bring me any piece of Tokyo Disney Sea, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> um, at park, I would love to go to it. Roller Topher Tycoon, wow, we have 2020. Uh, what could replace Tom? What could replace Tom Sawyer's Island? This is a tough one. Anything? Yeah, well, that's a good first answer. I think anything would be an improvement, right? Because the bottleneck is you got to get everybody on those rafts. So, Kev, you want to tell our Tom Sawyer Island story? Yeah, uh, Tom Sawyer Island is actually wonderful if you go at the exact time that Disney Dan and I went, because uh, <laughs> because we were <laughs> we were on the bridges, um, we you know the bridge the ones you just hop the on. Tom oh, yeah. Sawyer Island is like the most the worst fun house of all time. 
Um, and so it's really funny. They, uh, so we were, the, the, we, we got to the barrel bridges. Everyone's just waiting. And you know, my immediate thought is, okay, what kid is too scared to go through? I'll throw him to the other side. Um, or I'll have Dan do it. And, um, but no, they, this cast member is fishing and we're like, oh my gosh, someone dropped their kid. And they're like, no, that didn't happen. Someone <laughs> dropped their phone. And so the, you know, the rivers of America, as Dan explained it to me is very, very shallow. Um, because they which blew my mind because of how big the boats are on that lake but it's very shallow so she could literally the cast member could just scrape the bottom and try to get this phone or whatever was dropped turns out we sat there for like 10 minutes um and uh and it was uh sunglasses it was ray-ban sunglasses yeah and so it was, but it was like ray-ban sunglasses and so they're like yes and so but the whole time what we didn't notice is on the other side of the rivers of america on the haunted mansion <laughs> queue all of these people were watching and trying to watch this guy because they have nothing else to do watching this person fish it out and someone said and so we're all cheering and then all of a sudden the other so, side yeah, of the so river they all the cheer member. and someone someone yells i knew you could do it <laughs> yeah like, as, as she's fishing like you could see the 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 sea yeah. of faces in the queue like peering through the gates yeah. and then as she like as she like fished out no one could tell what it was because it was like a black blob right. from a distance and the entire haunted mansion queue erupted in cheers yeah. it was like it was this it incredible was. experience and then someone and it's after someone uh, screamed we knew you could do it this then some lady screamed what was it and she's like what, what she's like hey what was it and we're like sunglasses and she's like oh <laughs> it was just it was so it was so yeah tom Sawyer's island's great if you went on the day to dance throw Island. people's things into the river is the that but have you been to tom Sawyer's island recently it's oh, scary sure. it, it is yeah, those caves those caves are horrifying, and there's, there's got to be some weird stuff going on in there. I think they could go ahead and turn it into uh, uh, who owns Hunger Games? Let's just make it a Hunger Games island. Are you all right? Well, uh, that's make it, it for a battle this royale. Just make it just like an actual battle royale, and then whoever wins gets a fast pass to. Well, th you know, that's like a that's like want. a Guru Larry from Larry Bunny Jr.'s channel and I talking about our Willy Wonka theme park, where at the end of the day, some kid <laughs> gets the theme park. Oh my god! <laughs> so like, you're like, you're, larger stakes. You're in charge of this now. You're the only one left. Look around. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you understand budgets because there's no sponsorships anymore. <laughs> because we killed everybody um but the uh yeah so uh turn tom sort then they turned into like pirates island at disneyland right or was that just a promotion is it over now i don't know okay so i don't know what you can do with it um do something with it um it'd be it'd be cool if you know we could get another coaster i think that's a prime real estate for another coaster if you could fit it if you did it in the same way of disneyland paris where you go under the river. Um, oh, interesting. But that would involve a lot and involve yeah. a huge budget. And also you still, you have two e-ticket attractions right there. So I understand why that probably can't happen. Um, it's great for crowd control and it's super cheap. So I don't know. I don't see them changing it other than doing slight reskins, which they haven't done because people still go on those rafts. I mean, it literally, it takes them away. And I, I, same with Swiss family Robinson. I mean, what, who is that a TV show? I don't even know what that is anymore. Was um, a movie. Was a movie. Remember yeah. that beautiful cast member who was in Country Bear Jamboree, and then we went over to the Pirates. We went yeah, over to so, Tom so, so Dan, she was the boat captain. Yeah. Dan, Dan's flirting with this cast member at the Country Bear Jamboree. Well, wouldn't you know it? About thirty minutes later, we hop on the raft to get over to Tom Sawyer's Island, and who is it other than this it was cast the member? Kidsman. And of course, she's horrified. 
She and, was uh, horrified. She was a lovely lady. I'm just kidding. Everyone loves Dan when he's out. He's you know he's just he's talking. Everyone is just gushing over Dan. You know if if she Dan could have shouted naval commands and she would have yeah. driven the boat in the direction that he shouted. That's what how if, much people love Dan. What if they replaced? What if they kept the island as is, but to, did a total retheme to be sort of a thematic extension of Big Thunder Mountain? Like that would be amazing. The town of Maybe, what is it? Dry Gulch or do a small version of discovery bay on the island there you go because well, yeah. what if they make it one of the one of the, the one of the personality islands from inside out like goofball island oh my gosh isn't that your entire personality is made of five things <laughs> hockey that's one no, um, that's as a as like a little t- kid she was, but you saw that at the end of the movie she had additional islands because she grew as a person. Watch the movie again, Kevin. I think you missed the whole point. I loved Bong Boing or whatever his name was. Okay, Bing Bong. This, po- this, Bing this, this is all over. You just called Bing Bong Bong Boing. Now the podcast <laughs> is over. <laughs> no, I, I love that. I I I tear up every time. That's that's an amazing scene. Anyways, but Ratatouille is still the best film. Anyways, so I'm moving on. Um. Well, Rob plays Island. Mm, I don't mm. know. It's probably going to get replaced by something that Rob likes better. Really, really quickly. It would get replaced, <laughs> very get replaced by something Rob likes better. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, so I don't know what else could be on Tom Sawyer's Island. It's such a weird little thing. And also, yeah. because there's it, there, there's really not that many like old... The, that era... There's really not that many era pieces anymore in modern cinema. It's all very flashy, futuristic, otherworldly. Um, so that Deuce like to have another IP addition to Frontierland, which is probably why it's been so safe for so long, because that genre really isn't touched unless you do like Cowboys versus Aliens or whatever that they was. They were probably they all primed to... up and ready for a Lone Ranger Island, and then they, you know, they, they probably were. Is retheme it to Isla Nubar and turn it into Jurassic Park Island, right? I'm sure Universal will be fine with that. Yeah. Let's just call it like Isla New New Bay or something, and then just have some dinosaurs on there. I think we've got we're on to something, boys. Well, does anyone in the group chat have any other one last questions to spark our attention? Um, and if not, That's I'm going to about the last question. Well, I'm going to then. Um, I guess it's time to wrap up the debate. So, uh, Jack, first off, thank you for coming and backing up me up. I um, you did so good. It's a losing argument, but. Um, Dan, thank you for mediating. Wait, did you just call my entire channel a losing argument? Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> he, this guy hasn't made a video in like I four months. That's why I quit. It's That's over, dude. Put your head down. He's taking up a Disney mafia. Stay back. <laughs> we lost, man. We, we're done. That's funny. Um, Dan, thank you as always for moderating. Um, c- cut to yep. a week from now co- and watch Dan and I's crossover special, Clickbait Patooza number two yeah there we go um rob who refuses to do any crossovers unless he's yelling at me i'll get Um, there i'll get there once i get back from disney i'll have all the time in the world to do all all crossovers in the world you i you should have me on your channel i I do great on your channel i'm like re just talking about alien encounter i do great on in space (laughs) they should send me to space um no but seriously rob thank you as always for debating me um the uh the second one i hope this is the second debate was more of an empire strikes back situation than a hangover part two situation um that uh the second one is got better than the first one i feel like we hit a lot more meaty subjects 
Um, so yeah, so thank you again, Rob, for coming. Um, Noah, are you still there, Noah? Yeah, I'm still here. Have you had your mic unmuted this whole time? I've had it muted the entire okay. time out of respect because oh I wanted God. to interject, but I'm, oh I'm my gosh, I thought, I thought you were just sitting there in silence. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, everyone, please watch Debunked Land tomorrow um and give noah uh give noah the praise she deserves as well as heath don't forget about heath he's behind the camera both of them have been working very hard and to put up with my creative direction over the past couple weeks getting ready for this first episode we really hope you like it um and if you don't then noah has to go back to writing for me um and she does not <laughs> want to do that well as jack said it's dying right jack over man go come, come join my cave <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I would suspect I would suspect that by the end of April there'll be some big formal announcement and reveal of of theme park tube stuff. So yeah, stick dude, around. Where's folks. theme park tube? Also, um, I've, I don't know if anybody's like if you've if you've listened this far, um, I might as well tell you that I'm planning two pretty big months this summer. I don't know where they're going to be. One's going to be a Nickelodeon month where we explore Nickelodeon Studios and the Nickelodeon Hotel what? and then all the shows of Nickelodeon. Um, and then another th- month is going to be Disney. All the shows of Nickelodeon? Not all of them. Are um, you afraid of the dark? Yes. Life? Yes. Chris um, explains it all. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Dan. Would you like to talk about the uh, the monkey puzzle on my? On that's the... a whole episode, dude. Let's just do a whole defunct episode about Legends of the Hidden Temple. All sure. right. Let's just. No, I am. Oh. Its own and the and the other <laughs> series we're starting uh, besides Debunked Land. Hopefully, sometime will be Defunct Land TV or Defunct TV. Um, where I talk about defunct television franchises that showed up in the parks in some way. Um, but just, I like, there, for example, um, Bear in the Big Blue House had a stage show at Disney's Hollywood Studios, but there's not enough to talk about for that. So I do an episode on the show and then mention how it showed up in the park. Um, and that, that, Bear in the Big Blue House, like, created Disney Junior. I mean, like, I know. Uh, it created oh an error. Don't even get me started on how awesome that show is. Um, but anyways, those are some things coming down the pipe as long as the fun plan VR, the book, and maybe if, if Dan ever edits our ride alongs. Um, and so, yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming. And so thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate everyone coming live, although I'm pretty sure most of them are here for Rob. Um, so I'm just going to let Rob, can you do the sign off, um, smash, do the smash that like button speech, that whole thing. Oh, uh, oh man, I've never done it before. So never to like smash that like button and make sure hit that bell whatever the bell does do the bell thing the bell. <laughs> notification squad baby yeah notification squad make sure you subscribe um do all of those things if you see a button click on it there <laughs> goes and it's gonna do yeah it's gonna do something good probably maybe you've got you see, nothing to lose you see park ride history's video um that you know that you have passed over into the other world the next night because it does not happen (laughs) i love it well thank you everyone again and thank you for listening and have a great day and thank you for visiting defunct land